Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Welcome everyone to Stoppage Time. We are entering SEC play. Auburn has, for the most part, wrapped up their non-conference schedule. We'll be facing Old Dominion this week in a makeup game that we're going to talk about with Peter here in a minute. But we had some exciting times this weekend, some hard times for Auburn soccer, but ultimately Auburn soccer was played and there was some positive results from it. There weren't some, there were some not so positive results from it, but we're here to break it down for you on stoppage time. I'm one of your hosts, Drew Hooper across from me, across the United States from me, I guess is how we refer to it is Peter Green. How you doing tonight, Peter? You know, I'm not as far from you as, as at one time we were, but uh, I can't seem to, to – uh, we can't have a studio together, apparently. Uh, you keep moving away. We can't, but, I mean, I, I do believe here on the E2C Network we can claim that we have recorded in the most areas of the world, I would I would have to say, in the most unique places, nonetheless. Absolutely. Uh, places unknown, right? Places we can't even talk about. Places unknown. Or as, I mean, we're a big fan of Men and Blazers. They have the the panic room. I, I would say we, we recorded from our own panic room of sorts, just in random places across the world. Uh, it's been fun. We're, we're finally back in the same time zone, which helps a lot with recording this. So we got some Auburn soccer this weekend. What's been going on as far as news and notes, Peter? Well, this week, Auburn adds a contest against Old Dominion for Sunday, September 22nd at 2.30 Central. This contest is going to be a makeup match for the uh, Florida Gulf Coast match that was ruled a no contest due to weather. Uh, by the way, I know you're gonna we're going to preview this match in just a little bit, Drew, but Old Dominion is undefeated. They are 6-0-1 right now uh, so far this season. So that's going to be an interesting match. And it's an away match, too, which is kind of unique. And this was added to the schedule a little bit late. So I'm interested with this matchup. It snuck onto the schedule. We almost missed it last week. But I think that's going to be a good little, another tune-up game for this Auburn soccer team. It's going to be a good tune-up game. Uh, I don't know that Florida Gulf Coast and Old Dominion are a one-for-one trade. But uh, we'll take the match anyway we can we can get it. Uh, also, in news and notes, uh, in, addition, in addition to being named the SEC Offensive Player of the Week last week, Brie Foles was also an honorable mention to the Top Door Soccer's Team of the Week. So congratulations to her on that. The accolades keep coming for Brie Folds. Uh, but let's talk about some Auburn soccer now. On Friday night, Auburn played Southern Miss at home, and they fell to Southern Miss nil to 2 uh, In the 43rd minute, Southern Miss chipped a shot over Kate Hart and scored a goal. And then the 90th minute, in the final seconds, uh, Southern Miss takes advantage of an open goal and makes the score nil 2 they, of course, did win and uh, took the win away from Auburn. But, Drew, this was a kind of a historic win. They're they're really proud of this win because this is Southern Miss's first win over Auburn ever. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the best showing from Auburn. Um, 
we had a lot of shots on goal. I think that's something we see with the Sanford game as well. We got a lot of shots, but they just weren't quality shots. Auburn wasted a lot of opportunities because I, I don't think I'm wrong in saying this, and even we heard the announcers talking about this a little bit in the Sanford game. Auburn could have very easily won that Southern Miss game. No problem. It, it was pretty much Sanford, or not Sanford, but Southern Miss just made their shots and Auburn didn't. Absolutely. Uh, Auburn had 15 shots, five on goal. And really, just listen. We, this was a radio match. We had to listen to this on the radio. There was no television. But just listening to the match, it just seemed like Auburn had so many opportunities. And it seemed like we had a lot more than just five shots on goal. But Southern Miss had six shots, two on goal, two goals. That is 100% efficiency, Drew. I know you love uh, shot on goal efficiency. Southern Miss had 100% efficiency. I do love shot on goal efficiency. And I think that's something... Um, definitely as we enter in the Sanford match, we saw Auburn do a lot better of converting their chances. The keeper for Sanford was really good, and I thought ultimately she made a lot of quality saves in tough uh, areas. And so while our shot on goal percentage wasn't great in Sanford, uh, it was a lot better of shots from what I understand with the Southern Miss game. But that's where we get back to the whole, the plight of the Auburn soccer fan, and we don't have all of our games on broadcast television because old dominion is going to be the same issue coming up this week is that we won't be able to see this game at all. Yeah. Uh, that just drives me nuts. Uh, I, I hate just listening to a soccer match. Uh, I'm filling in some of the holes with, uh, my own color, I think. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think we have to give credit to the Southern Miss's goalkeeper. She had an outstanding match. She just grabbed everything Auburn threw at her. Um, I think also if you look at defense, I think you can disregard that second goal because Auburn had defenders forward in a high-risk, high-reward position to get the equalizer. Uh, basically, if you if you don't get the equalizer, game over, and the Golden Eagles win anyway. Uh, if you take advantage and score again, uh, they already won uh, with the first goal, so it doesn't matter if they score again, if they get that second goal. But if you can equalize, you can take the match to overtime. So I think, uh, like I said, this was a high-risk, high-reward uh, formation for the for the Tigers, and uh, I think you disregard that second goal. The first goal was kind of a, a defensive mistake. It was chipped over Kate Hart, and uh, it was just a heartbreaker. You really would hope to have won that one. I was expecting to win that one. Yeah, and I think you and I both came into this week thinking, you know, these are going to be two wins, difficult games. They, they were going to be games where Auburn was tested, but we ultimately thought this was going to be two wins, and that's just not how the week turned out because we, we see this drop a game to Southern Mills and then we have the sort of debacle that happened at Sanford. Debacle is probably a harsh word, but we see the the mental lapses of Auburn come to bite us in the rear again. But I thought Sanford was a much better performance. What's going on in that game, Peter? Well, Sanford uh, came to Auburn on Sunday and we ended in a 3-3 draw. Uh, in the sixth minute, Auburn made an errant pass inside their own box. The pass was quickly intercepted and pocketed in the net by Samford. In the 32nd minute, Auburn gave up a PK on a slide tackle in the box, and Samford converts. Uh, in the 38th minute, Sarah Houchins scores her third, uh, third goal of the season, third career, as she hip-checks one into the net off a set piece from Bree Folds. Of course, Folds got the assist on that. In the 42nd minute, Bree Folds converted an Auburn PK. In the 64th minute, freshman Sidney Richards pockets a Corey Loxley cross for the lead. Uh, Loxley, of course, got the assist there. And then in the 90th minute, in the final seconds, kind of seeing a theme here. Uh, with 16 seconds remaining, an unmarked Sanford player converts a corner to net the match 3-3. And, of course, 
I think you and I, Drew, we both forgot that in college you go into overtime. Uh, we, we went to double overtime. Overtime, we have golden ball rules, which basically means first goal ends it and uh, they are declared the winner. But in two overtimes, there was no golden ball, uh, no more goals, and it was netted in a 3-3 tie or a draw in final time. Yeah, this was this was a, a rough game for Auburn. Started in a hole, dug themselves out, and ultimately tie, got the game tied up in the dying minutes or dying seconds, literally, uh, just where we left a, a player for Samford unguarded in the box in between two Auburn players, and she she did what she needed to do. She slowed the ball home. So this was a, a difficult game. There was a lot of low at the beginning when Auburn was down in a 2-0 hole. There was great joy when we went to halftime with a 2-2 tie and you thought that there was new life and just to clarify Briefolds was a was a free kick it was just barely outside the box and it was a rocket uh I think we said PK but in grand scheme of life it doesn't matter but she she brought some life in that team Sarah Houchin with her sprawled out uh eagle goal and then Corey Loxley with that great run that she had I thought it was a a good fight back for, for Auburn you saw a win taken from them, and it's something that you hate to see, don't you, Peter? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I had Dak in, in this room here, my Auburn room, my my, uh, my man cave. He and I were watching the game, and, you know, watching the, the time kick down, and it's ticking down under a minute, and he and I were already celebrating. Dak's my one-year-old, by the way. We were already celebrating an Auburn win, and, of course, you can't do that. You have to uh, wait to the final whistle. You can't celebrate before you get the win. And uh, in 16 seconds left, uh, they just drove a, a dagger in my heart, Drew. Yeah, it was rough. It, it was definitely not the outcome I think we were anticipating. Uh, I mean, getting a tie after being down 2-0 was definitely not the outcome we were anticipating either. But this, it showed this team had fight, showed this team a good spirit. Definitely excited about that. You hate to see that goal given up. But ultimately, a tie is not the worst thing in the world. It's not a loss. You learn from it. You move on. And I think Coach Hoppe thought that their the team responded well. And actually, we don't have to think this anymore because for the first time on the E2C network, uh, Kyle Loomis was out there doing some doing some work for us and got some audio from Coach Hoppe. So for the first time on E2C network, we actually have some live reaction after the game. And right here, we're going to give you what Coach Hoppe had to say about the game. Standing here with Coach Hoppe after a three to three results in a game against in-state rivals Sanford. Coach, i got to be honest, it's not the best result at the end of the game. <laughs> but, however, I thought your team showed a lot of heart, the Auburn spirit throughout this game, especially being in a 2-0 hole. What adjustments were made in the half to kind of get you guys back into this game? Well, you know, really, they had only had two chances and they were up 2-0, you know, and they were both massive defensive mistakes on our part. Um, so the good thing is we could fix that. And like you mentioned, the character of the team, to tie the game up before halftime was just massive. And that's credit to the players. You know, they just, they kept working, they kept fighting. All of a sudden we got one and then we realized, okay, we can do this. Right. And, you know, we get another and then um, halftime, you know, we just told them build on that momentum. You know, we've got the momentum, do the things that are working right. It's tough to break down a five back and we had to be a little more patient. Now an extra pass. And then we get a great goal. Um, Corey played a great ball into Sydney for the finish. Um, and then obviously we just had a, a really tough breakdown there in the last minute minute of the regulation. Um, that was really, frankly, a heartbreaking goal for us. Well, let's look at defense, Drew. Uh, all three goals in this match were mental errors by the defense. And when you make mistakes inside the box in this sport, it really costs you. Uh, Coach Hoppe called it a, a shooting ourselves in the foot. 
um, which that's what it was. We shot ourselves on a foot in this match. Each of these mistakes are easily fixable. I have you know a lot of faith in that, but Sunday they cost us uh, cost the team what looked like a sure win, and you hate to to still see this uh, these mistakes on the eve of SEC play. Yeah, you hate to see these, but like I said, it, there were some defensive mistakes. I think they fought back well. We see another one at the end of the game. I'm trying to be positive about this because I think this team has a lot of youth to it. A lot of players that are starting for the first time or getting a lot of playing time for the first time. So ultimately we're seeing them grow in this. I don't think this is something that is going to be a consistent pattern, but it is frustrating at times. And I mean, I'm a defensive guy. I've always been a defensive guy. You hear me talk about the defense and the center back combo and the goalie is a lot, but I think the biggest mantra goes all the way back to the youth soccer days and when in doubt, clear it out. And that's not something Auburn's been doing a good job. We've been trying to play back, play out of the back a lot. And I think that's really come back to bite us time to time. I think Coach Hoppe's message to the team is uh, you're starting over 0-0. You're starting SEC play. Uh, we're all even in SEC play right now at, you know, uh, no wins, no losses, no draws. And uh, I think you tell your defense, that, especially the defense, that, you know, we had some mental errors. We learned from those. Uh, we watched the tape. We don't do that again. Uh, you got the player in the. You mark the player in the box. You know, uh, make sure passes in the box. Clear the ball. Uh, but going into SEC play, we don't have any uh, any losses yet. We don't have any draws yet. And so, uh, you know, it's, we're making our own destiny. We're writing our own destiny going into SEC play. And I think that's important. You know, because the SEC tournament's at the end of the season. It's not in the middle. So. Yeah, and so, I mean, that, that's good going into SEC play, and we'll hear Coach Hoppe's reaction to that here in a second. Uh, but we, we did have some good moments in non-conference play, and one of the bright spots was a true freshman in Sydney Richards. Peter, what did you think about her play? You know, Sydney Richards put the Tigers ahead in the 64th minute with a great goal. And first of all, great cross by Corey Loxley. She threaded the needle uh, through the Sanford defense, there were several defenders, and she just threaded the needle straight to Sydney Richards. But Sydney Richards specifically, uh, she had the presence of mind to take a step back and gain the point of attack. And I didn't really see it the first; they, they kind of slowed it down. And you see her take a step back to get to the ball and uh, to position herself to put that ball in the net. And I just thought she just did a great job. She's had three spectacular goals. I thought her goal in this match was the best one. I mean, I mean we saw some really good goals. Uh, you can't knock Sarah Houchins' hip check into the goal, but uh, I just thought Sydney Richards, she just shows a, a very high uh, soccer IQ, a, a high soccer acumen. Yeah, and I mean, it's a difficult making that transition from offense in high school level and the club level all the way up to playing high collegiate soccer. But Coach Hoppe had some great words, and we're going to hear from her right now about Sydney Richards' play so far. You watch the freshmen, and I always say it's harder for attacking players to yeah. transition this level than defending players because um, it's a little more black and white what the backs are supposed to do. And, um, it, you know, it was like the Troy game. Um, it was all of a sudden like everything just clicked for her. You know, she got caught up to the speed of play. And, you know, I saw it in warm-up. I thought she looked really sharp in the possession. And things just started to click for her. And um, she really... Um, has raised her level. She's playing with confidence. She real. It's almost like she realizes she can play at this level. Right. You know, she scores her first exhibition goal and her first regular season goal. She looked the most surprised in the park. All of us were like, "Yeah, that's about right." Um, so I think it just gave her some confidence, and you know, boy, we're excited about her future. And over time, Sanford had most of the momentum. 
uh, going into into overtime, throughout overtime. Uh, Auburn's legs were tired. I know you made that comment to me, Drew. Uh, but I think we did really well not to give up that goal in overtime because had we given up a goal in overtime, it would have been over. The, the win would have went straight to Sanford. Yeah, I mean, it was antsy there for the first bit of overtime, don't you think, Peter? Yeah, I mean, I was nervous. I mean, they had all the momentum. Uh, the, the ball stayed on our side. We were on our heels defending. Uh, when we got the ball out of our side, it quickly came back. They really, you know, it was funny because, you know, we dominated possession the whole match uh, until we got into overtime. And really, Sanford dominated possession in overtime because uh, I just believe we were we were just tired. Yeah, you could tell that kind of the wind had been taken out of Auburn sails, thinking that they had captured a win, maybe shutting down their brains a little bit. And you could tell that they were on some tired legs because they had to fight back from 2-0 down. They were pushing the ball hard against Sanford. And so it's one of those things that, you know, I thought it showed great resilience, even though we lost the lead and got it tied up and ended with a draw. I thought I personally think it showed great resilience to have the mental fortitude to not give up that goal in the early moments of overtime because like you and I were texting back and forth last night, Sanford had all the momentum and Sanford had all the reason to go out and win that game. And I think for a long stretch in that first overtime period, you and I thought this is probably going to go down as an L because Sanford, they were, they were very positive in the attack and they looked very threatening going forward each and every time. And Auburn was struggling to get their feet back underneath them. We talked about this last week and we said that out of all the teams in Alabama, I think Sanford is kind of our staunchest opponent and I think we saw that again on Sunday night. They just played really well. Drew, this is a third match this season where the Tigers have given up a goal in the final seconds of play, uh, each time uh, under 30 seconds of play. Uh, just to think back, there was 18 seconds left, and we gave up the game winner to USF at the beginning of the season. Uh, we, In the final 27 seconds, we gave up a second goal to Southern Miss. We talked about that one already. We said, you know, you kind of disregard that one because of the formation we were in and what we were trying to do. Uh, but again, that was another goal in the final seconds. And then this match, in the final 16 seconds, Auburn gives up the equalizer to Sanford and really gave up an outright win because at that point we had the win. Uh, what do you think about just how we're ending matches? Uh, what would you say to the team about what we're doing at the end of matches? What are your thoughts on this, Drew? Yeah, I mean, you, you hate giving up leads that late in the game. I don't think it's... It's anything that's not fixable. Uh, we actually had Auburn Elvis on the E2C Live show on Facebook tonight, and he he echoed the same sentiment. These are things that are all fixable. A lot of it is just better communication, better paying attention. Coach Hoppe mentions in one of her clips that we had that over half the half the team is first-time starters or seeing this significant amount of playing time for the first time, and you can't expect after not really having – a deep off season, like they get a few weeks to practice, but you can't expect them just to gel overnight because a lot of these players are, are making the hard transition from high school to college. That's a difficult transition if you don't play a sport at all, uh, but to do it and have to play at a high level and have to play against great competition week in, week out, and especially going to SEC play, that's a difficult transition. On top of that, you're just getting used to each other. It takes you time to get used to each other. And so, I think these are growing moments. I think Coach Hoppe believes her team has grown greatly through these challenges that they learned in non-conference play. And I think this is going to be something going forward that definitely they build on, they they grow from, and you hope not to see it again. I don't think we will. I think 
you can only suffer so many of those knockdowns before you say, I'm not getting knocked down like that again. And I'm looking forward to SEC play. And right now we're going to go ahead and hear what Coach Hoppe has to say about the upcoming SEC play and the lessons her team learned in the non-conference schedule with some of these tough lumps that they took. We, we learned a lot. And we had a young team, right? We've got a lot of new starters. Half our lineup's new and you know, young and or coming back from injuries. So um, I think we learned all kinds of things. One of, one of the big things especially on my mind from today's game management, you know, and how to manage out, you know, a lead in the last five minutes of the game and, and things like that, I think is a big one. Um, we've got to be much tighter defensively. And um, I think the other big thing we learned, especially now, is we've got to make the most of our opportunities. So, Peter, what are you, like, most excited about going into SEC play? We heard Coach Hopper right there give us her two cents on the lessons they've learned. What are you excited to see going into SEC play? Well, I just agree with her. It's putting the, the non-conference behind you and you're starting fresh, starting new, uh, be able to forge your own destiny. I'm excited about playing Kentucky first because I think that'll be a nice uh, soft entry into SEC play. Uh, but we're going to see some good teams, and so uh, we're going to have to play up to the challenge. I'm excited to see our girls do that. Yeah, and like you mentioned, we, we start with Kentucky and SEC play. We'll be facing them Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. Central time on the SEC Network, guys. Do you hear that? The SEC Network, not Plus, not some random YouTube stream, not a Reddit stream or anything random like that where you're going to get 20,000 viruses. You can actually log on to your computer and go right to the SEC Network, or you can flip on your TV if you have the SEC Network, and you can watch an Auburn soccer game. How delightful is that? Uh, but we're going to be facing them. They're going. They are five, one, and two on the year. They start off with a double overtime game where they tied against Bowling Green, tied again against Western Kentucky, and they've been rolling since then. Uh, they they got five straight wins, but then turned around uh, last week on Sunday, actually yesterday, and lost to Indiana University 1-0 there in Lexington. I think this is a good entry into SEC play, but also a difficult opponent because you really don't know how great they are because they haven't played the best opponent, and they, they are coming off a loss against a, a decent Indiana team. I think this is a good entry, like you said, but I also think this is a great challenge for Auburn. What do you think, Peter? Kentucky was 1-9 and nine in SEC play last season, so that's not great. They were 5-14 and 14 overall. But this doesn't sound like last year's Kentucky team. It sounds like they've uh, maybe jailed a little bit more. They got, they're got they bringing some veterans back, and they're ready to uh, face a new SEC. Uh, and plus, we're going to be in Lexington. We're going to be on enemy territory. So uh, we play a little bit better at home. This homestand – Maybe not a good example of that, but we do play better at home than we did on the road. So we're going to have to really be vigilant and uh, watch out for this Kentucky team. Yeah, for sure. And honestly, Kentucky's going through some of the same transitional things Auburn is. They maybe played an easier schedule to start off their season to get their feet about them. But I like how Coach Hoppe schedules. I always said that I'd rather play the toughest teams, learn more about our team, grow in those, take some lumps. But Kentucky, they, their two leading scorers this year so far are true freshmen in Hannah Richardson and Jordan Rhodes. And I think this is going to be a big test for them. These are your two leading scorers. The next closest person to them only has one goal on the year. And I think this is going to be a good test, one for our team. But also Kentucky's going to be testing out some of their freshmen too. And I think this is going to be a good time for us to – to grow, to strengthen ourselves, and hopefully come out with a win against Kentucky. Drew, I got I got two questions for you about this match. Uh, the first question is, you said that they have two goal scorers that kind of scored the bulk of their goals. How would you defend against those two scorers specifically? I, I'm a 
I'm always a physicality person. I think, especially with them being true freshmen, this is their first taste of SEC play. We have two good defenders back there and Sarah Houchin and Amy Craven most of the time uh, is her partner in crime. Both of them are, are tall girls. They're experienced players. Emmy Craven obviously is a sophomore, but still got a good chunk of playing time, knows how to play. And I would just be physical with them. I would let them know you were there at all points in times. You're going to take some fouls here or there, but as long as it's not dirty, I'd say you let them know all the time that you're, that you're there. And if they come away with some bruises, that's part of the game. But I think being physical with them, obviously with them being freshmen, would be the best way to kind of knock them off their game almost in a sense. You mentioned Amy Craven. She's really having a great season defensively. She looks really good. But did you know she also had uh, three shots and one shot on goal against Southern Miss, Drew? I, I didn't know against Southern Miss, but you, when we finally got to see a Sanford game with our eyes, uh, she went on a couple walkabouts. She, she was getting up the fi- up the pitch whenever she could, and so I'm excited to see what she can do. I would she's she's getting her head to to the ball and some of these de- dead ball set pieces, and I think that's going to be an area in which she grows, especially over the summer and over just getting those opportunities more. So I'm excited with her height to see her more in those dead ball situations because she's, I remember in the Sanford game, she got her head to at least three balls that I think, you know, she works on that, improves on that. That's going to be three goals next year, at least three shots on goal and will be something exciting to watch. She's absolutely going to be a a stellar defender in the next two years too. So I'm really excited to see that. Uh, My next question for you, Drew, kind of leads us into our next match. Uh, Which one would you rather play first? Uh, We're obviously going to play Kentucky first and then travel to Old Dominion. But if you had to pick, would you play Kentucky on the road first and then Old Dominion on the road? Or would you rather play Old Dominion on the road first and then Kentucky? Uh, I'm going to pass on this question because I really don't care which one we play first. I think <laughs> I think both of them – neither one of them offer anything that's really going to show us uh, that much. I mean, Old Dominion obviously played a weaker schedule. They're 6-0-1 on the season. I, I'm ready to start SEC play, so I guess I would default to the answer of I want to play Kentucky first because I'm excited to get to this portion of our schedule, see what we learn in non-conference, and see how we've grown from that. We've already mentioned that Old Dominion is undefeated at this point. Which which match do you think is going to be our harder of the two? I think Kentucky by far. Kentucky on the road, SEC. SEC is just tough wherever you go. I mean, that's not just because we're in the SEC, but I think if you look at all the sports and you try and be objective about it, SEC is a tough little conference in whatever sport we're in. We see them growing in basketball. We see them growing in soccer and baseball and softball, all of it. And SEC is just putting money in sports. They're getting good coaches, getting good players in. Uh, I think Kentucky is going to be far and away the the harder game. Well, then tell us about that other cupcake, Old Dominion. Uh, The Old Dominion Monarchs, the the game that snuck on our schedule, they are 6-0-1 on the year. Uh, They're... I mean, they've done well. Their they're one tie is to Liberty, and I think Liberty's a good team. They played Clemson pretty hard, and Clemson is a top-ranked team. Or not Clemson, Virginia, sorry. And Virginia's a Virginia is a top-five team. My bad, Clemson. You all aren't that good. Uh, so they played Virginia pretty tough. I think Liberty's a good little little measuring stick for them. They score goals. Uh, I think it's going to be a good test for our defense. And, uh, you know, I'm I think – we shouldn't overlook Old Dominion. It's a business trip. We're going up to Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, so I thought that was kind of unique that that got tossed on the schedule and we were going to have to travel for that. But I think uh, Old Dominion is going to be a good uh, kind of fill-in game for that Florida Gulf Coast game. 
Yeah, I think this is going to be a long road trip. I don't think they come back to Auburn. Uh, just listening to Coach Hoppe, it sounded like they're going to go from Lexington to Norfolk. Norfolk. So I think it's going to be a long road trip. So yeah, I'm sure it's going to be tiring. Um, and you definitely don't want to catch Old Dominion on a good day. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that they're going to Norfolk. Uh, I'm, I grew up in Kentucky. Uh, I love the state of Kentucky. It's where I'm from. But Lexington is one of the most boring cities in the world. So at least they're going to go over to Norfolk and see that a little bit. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see what this weekend holds. How do you feel Auburn comes out on the weekend, Peter? Well, I am really hoping for two wins. Uh, I think if we can cut down the middle mistakes on defense, if we can just start anew. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the goals against us have been on middle mistakes this this season. And so... Uh, if we can just remain sharp, not fall asleep. I think part of the problem, I don't want to open another can of worms here, but I think part of the problem is we have been so dominant in possession, so dominant on offense that sometimes we kind of fall asleep on defense. And we can't do that, especially in SEC play. So I think the key here is not to fall asleep, stay sharp on defense, and just uh, attack the box, make them make mistakes in their box, and so that we can capitalize on those and turn those into goals. Well, Peter, you make a good politician because you literally gave me no response to what we're going to come out this weekend with. Uh, I am Drew. You know, by now we've been doing this for four years. I'm never going to pick against Auburn. Of course, we're going to come out this weekend with two wins. Yeah, I, I think I would like to think two wins. I think we're probably going to see a win and a draw this weekend. Uh, honestly, I think Old Dominion is more likely that we draw. I think they had the weaker schedule, but I think ultimately Old Dominion may be the team that we draw. And I hate doing that but it, I, I think 1-0 and 1 on the weekend isn't going to be the worst thing in the world that has happened I would like to see a win against Kentucky but if we come back next week and we're 2-0 and on the weekend it's not going to shock me one bit but I think uh, I think there's still some growing this Auburn team needs to do and I think Old Dominion is going to give them a little bit more of a game than they're anticipating I might come back and be wrong next week but I'm going to be the Ben King of stoppage time and if I'm going to give us a draw it's going to be against uh, some harder opponents down the line. Uh, it's not going to be against Kentucky and Old Dominion. Well, I mean, we just got to have our thing. Uh, that's all we got here on Stoppage Time. We're we're really excited just to be a little bit groundbreaking this week, bring you some Coach Hoppa audio. She is wonderful and lovely, and we, we want to thank her for taking some time with Kyle to give us that audio, to give us some feedback. She is wonderful. We love her here on Stoppage Time and at the E2C Network. She embodies everything Auburn's all about. So definitely want to give that shout-out to her and a shout-out to Kyle for uh, taking his time to go out to Auburn and get this audio and really just all the hard work he does for the E2T Network. Uh, Peter, where can they find you on the Twitterverse since we're running out of time here? You can find me at Seminary Sugar Daddy, S-E-M-I-N-A-R-Y-S-G-R-D-A-D-Y, or you can find me on Facebook on the E2C Network's discussions page, moderator there, and I am always uh, looking to chat it up. And you can find me on Twitter at Drew underscore Hoop 2 And that's really all we got for you on Stoppage Time. It's been a great episode. It's been a fun season so far. We're excited to get the SEC play. Until next time, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?